Welcome to Your DIY Health Radio here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. This program is meant to provide new natural healing information and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com, and my health. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the wonderful new iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And uh, there's uh, all kinds of information about that. There's a little teaser video that gives you a quick rundown about what it is, what it does. And there's a link to my YouTube playlist that has probably over 80 videos up there now um, that talk about the technology, how it's used, and... Most importantly, a whole bunch of testimonies of people all over the world that have used this thing to uh, really change their lives. We have stroke victims who aren't able to talk or move half their body, and in a few minutes of using this wand up and down their spine, they're talking and moving again. Uh, People with um, rheumatoid arthritis that keeps their hands uh, either closed and they can't open them or open and they can't close them. There's no flexibility, no movement. And in a few minutes of just blowing this warm air on that, uh, on that area, on their hands, all of a sudden they're opening and closing with no pain, no problem. The whole suit and whole shooting match is fixed. Um, eyesight's getting better. Uh, in my case, um, uh, I had, uh, when I turned my head, it would feel like a bag of gravel grinding and that's gone. Um, the, the rice krispies, my knees are going away. You know, the old snap crackling pop when you get up, uh, that's disappearing, uh, just all kinds of things, um, sleeping better, you name it. And, uh, just overall feeling of well-being, uh, after using this thing on a regular basis is getting better and better and better and better. And the best part is where most of these things that you get for, uh, electronic, I, you know, area or things that, um, help you heal and whatnot. You're talking thousands of dollars usually. Uh, right before I found out about this, I bought something that was 7,500 bucks. And quite honestly, this thing does pretty much the same thing <laughs> for only 350. That's the best part. I mean, most people will blow 350 bucks 
in no time at all and not even remember what they spent it on. And uh, this is quite honestly something that should be in every home in the country. Um, people are using it for all kinds of things, everything from skin tags to cancer. And it is, I will say, it is not a medical device. It's simply a certified home electronic device, no different from a radio, a toaster oven, or a hairdryer. Except for the fact that it puts out no negative stuff at all. Everything about this is safe. Totally safe. And uh, it's absolutely amazing. And really, you should throw away your hairdryer and use this. Because it blows warm air. And instead of blowing negative stuff into your head and your brain, you're blowing positive healing stuff into your brain. Much better idea. And you'll see that your cognitive uh, uh, faculties get better and uh, reflet, re, uh, recall those kind of things. People with stroke damage, people with, uh, um, oh goodness, some of the other things. Um, we've had dementia patients getting better, uh, less, uh, less agitated, um, more memory, um, more coordination. Um, even autistic children are being reported as making on, eye contact with people, which is something autistic kids seldom, if ever, do. Um, and they're less agitated as well. Um, amazing, amazing device. And for only 350 bucks, um, it's hard to go wrong. Uh, we, I have never had anybody want to return one. Um, but I've had plenty of people calling me and say, I need another one. So what happened to the one you had? Oh, I made a mistake of showing it to my mom and dad and they won't give it back. I just got that the other day. Um, and then somebody else wanted to buy one for their uh, daughter's birthday and Christmas is coming up and all kinds of things. But uh, I have no returns, but lots of repeat purchase, purchases. And uh, over and over, I have one couple. We want one in the other room, too. <laughs> So they must have two major rooms in the house that they use the thing and they didn't want to keep carting it back and forth. So they just wanted to get another one to put in that room. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, man. I, this, I just love it. But uh, people are finding out that these things are absolutely amazing, that they're working. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm doing a meeting tonight locally at my church and, uh, probably going to have some, a couple of people there that are going to want them. And uh, over the weekend, um, when I was down in the uh, uh, at the uh, Fall for Dixie uh, at the Dixie Republic and um, Travelers Rest, South Carolina, uh, we had some folks down there, a uh, chiropractor that I talked to who was very, very interested and will probably be, uh, be getting on board. And then another guy, um, some of you may have heard of him. Uh, his name is Stephen Whitener. He has a uh, show. I think on RBN, if I remember right, I'm not positive. Um, and he also has one on Podbean uh, that uh, we did a show together on uh, Saturday evening. But Stephen has all kinds of health issues from a situation he was involved in work-related uh, years ago. And he grabbed one the second I told him about it and um, is going to be calling me and let me know how things are going for him. But... Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, I did get some reports um, that the feeds are not going out. And uh, so we're just making the recording, if nothing else, 
we'll see how because I can hear everything. Uh, it's working fine for me, but um, apparently this the the archive or the stream is not uh, up and running like it should be. I uh, don't know what the whole situation is. I sent an email out to uh, Mr. Geo. Hopefully he'll uh, get it and be able to take uh, action. But um, we'll have to see how that works. But uh, if nothing else, hopefully it will be live on the replays. So we will uh, we'll just continue on and do the best we can. And hopefully somewhere throughout the process, the um, transmitter will be back up and we'll be kicking live. Uh, so that is what it is. Um, but anyway, got ahead of myself. While you're on the website, uh, be sure and hit the radio shows tab. At the top of the page, you'll find the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And if you scroll down a little bit further, you'll see the information on the shows we do when they're on and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the Telegram channel. And uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the True Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your entertainment purposes and education purposes, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to do the best, uh, to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. That being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and clean up the screen here and move some things around and all that good stuff. And, oops, misspelled something. And it should be that. Goodness gracious. Our next show will be next Tuesday. Good heavens. Can't believe we're into November already. Man, it's just cruising right along. But uh, hopefully everybody had a good October. I did, especially the last few days, man. That drive down to South Carolina was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But... Um, I want to get right into things here. Got a uh, a new Greg Reese video. And uh, where did it go? <laughs> there it is. Um, actually, let me see here. Let's do this a different way. Because I wanted to take a look at it. I will put the link in the um, Telegram channel and on the chat room. But uh, California is now uh, castrating kitties. Um, and I've got to wait until this uh, first part. 1776. Get you an additional 10% off at checkout for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, That's up to 60%. See if we can get her to This summer, Chloe Cole spoke out against California's passing of SB 107, testifying that both her and her parents were manipulated and bullied by the state to undergo destructive, life-changing surgeries. And while Florida bans puberty blockers and so-called sexual reassignment surgeries for minors, California Governor Gavin Newsom signs a bill allowing children from any state in the country to go to California for transgender medical procedures without parental consent. California is being hailed by the death cult as a transgender surgery sanctuary state. 
now providing chemical and surgical castrations for all of America's children. According to this new law, California can take emergency jurisdiction over any child from anywhere if there's a disagreement between the parent and the state of California over how to treat a child's gender distress. SB 107 states that taking a child away from the child's parents is justifiable if it is done to pursue gender transition procedures in California and allows for the state to wage child custody claims against out-of-state parents. SB 107 forbids healthcare providers from providing medical information related to gender identity procedures to a child's parent, even if sought under a subpoena. After permanently mutilating her own adopted child, Kathy Molig has been working full-time for California nonprofit Trans Family Support Services, where she reaches out to hundreds of children all across the country, luring them to California to castrate themselves. She often does so without the parents' knowledge. I work with a lot of youth um, before they tell their families and, and helping them in shaping what that looks like. Her work focuses on conservative communities where parents may not approve of having their children castrated. We have kids coming from all over the country for our virtual groups. We also opened a chapter in Huntsville, Alabama, because the people in red states really need as much support as they can get from us allies, in particular in states like California and Oregon and Washington. For whatever reason, people are allowing this incredibly evil attack against their own children. And recently, Lara Logan interviewed a UN insider who explained to her why children are the biggest target. I get it, but I don't get it. The children. You just, you got to, I still have, I have such a problem with this. You got to explain this one to me. And he said, um, well, first of all, you're looking at it the wrong way. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, they don't define children the way you do. They don't define the world the way you do. The choices that you face are not their choices. Right? They have a, they look at it completely differently. And, uh, and I said, well, okay, so how do they look at it? And he said, for them, everything is defined by their one fundamental all-consuming purpose. I said, which is what? He said, to defeat God. For them, the younger you are, the closer you are to God, the more pain they can inflict on God. So the more you can make a baby or a small child suffer, the greater your victory over God. And that is the only consideration for them. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Isn't that sick? <laughs> These people are just out of their freaking minds. And to pass a law basically overriding the laws of other states you know it has got to be totally unconstitutional in on many levels and to make it a criminal offense for a physician to notify parents of information about their children even under a subpoena that's absolutely bogus 
And that just shows you the kind of sick stuff these people will do just to destroy the lives of children. Unbelievable. And, uh, man, it's absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. Goodness. There's something else that I was going to cover. Where did it go? Um, that just has me so freaked out. <laughs> uh, I'm having a hard time considering everything else. Oh, here we go. There is a new documentary coming out. Uh, it'll be streaming on the 21st of this month. And it sounds like it is going to be an excellent, excellent video to see. And um, I've got a trailer for it here. It's called Died Suddenly. And uh, it's from Stu Peters and the directors of the uh, These Little Ones and Watch the Water, which uh, I haven't heard of These Little Ones, but I do have Watch the Water. And it was really good. But listen to this uh, short uh, trailer. Why? Why do we never believe them? These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because look, if people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go apeshit. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this and something needs to be said. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating? And at first glance, this is a bit scary. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a, that's a 12 sigma event, one in 800 years, 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. I thought she was protected with that Pfizer. There's a huge part of me that feels a responsibility for everything that's happened. I'm so sorry. The doctor, after a while, came out and said, your son's dead, you can go home now. <clears throat> Who knows? Young people are dying these days.
I said to Mr. Hirschman, this is different. This isn't normal, is it? And he said, absolutely not. The dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore I have to speak for them. We're connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh, she was 58 and she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. They will do with you what they feel like doing to you. It's the new bullet, it's the new missile, it's the new form of warfare. I wanted people to understand that we're in a fifth generation warfare for the heart and the mind. This is the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world. There's most definitely evil in this world, and evil like we could not possibly imagine. There you have it, and that's going to be streaming uh, as of November 21st. Boy, I'll tell you what, some of the images, it's one thing to hear it, but some of the images, there's a couple where people are on uh, platforms by trains, and they literally pass out and fall forward and get sucked down under the train. Uh, it's it's just amazing. Um and I get, I did, I, I typed, uh, died suddenly into um, the uh, search engine. This is DuckDuckGo and came up first, came up with, um, uh, let's see here, died suddenly, unwanted effect, Facebook. Uh, un, un, let's see here. I think that's about the movie or something. Uh, but then we have Fox News, Colorado GOP official dies suddenly at 55. And um, a leading Colorado Republican lawmaker died on Sunday at the age of 55, according to statements from his party. House Minority Leader Hugh McKean died at his home just uh, days after turning 55, and aide said no cause of death was provided. <laughs> yeah, you can bet he was jabbed. <laughs> and as, uh, there's a little official thing. It's with great sadness we announced the sudden passing of House Minority Leader Hugh McKean. Um, he was fiercely passionate about serving this great state of Colorado and will be missed dearly. Funeral services are being planned and details will be made public once finalized. Um, King was elected president of the Colorado House District or to represent Colorado House District 51 in 2016. Four years later, he was elected as leader of the Colorado House Republican Caucus. And um, let's see here. Just looking to see. Leaves behind his family members, Aiden McKean, 21, Hannah McKean, 23, and his dearest partner and friend, Amy Parks, Colorado House Republican said. Um, yeah, sad situation. Probably a jab situation. And let's see here. Sudden death mystery of healthy people. <laughs> the Daily Mail online. Number of adults who suddenly die without explanation could be much higher than recorded in official figures. Yeah, 
because they're not looking at anything accurately and they're not reporting it because they don't want people to know. Pathologist explains at two minutes why so many people die suddenly. Uh-huh. That should be interesting. Um, and here's a little two-minute video. Let's see what they say. These sudden deaths, I mean, what, what a joke. There was a paper that came out the other day, new syndrome, sudden adult death syndrome. I'm like, sudden adult death syndrome is because people are getting a toxin in their body that's inflaming their heart. And to that point, in terms of like the drummer from the Foo Fighters and other individuals, there was an early study with these mRNA shots that shows that over time, and this was a mouse study, but it, it balloons the heart. And as the heart balloons, you lose pumping volume. And once you can't pump enough blood, then you can't get enough oxygen. And eventually you're in heart failure and you die. I've seen autopsy tissues from triathletes who drop dead on the swim. And these are people that are at the peak of physical performance. And, you know, do athletes die every year occasionally in an event? You bet. But if you look around the world, a couple of athletes per month used to die on on the you know football field or on the soccer pitch or whatever. Now we're getting hundreds each month dying. Why? Is there something new in humanity? You bet there is. A toxic lipid nanoparticle and a toxic modified RNA that doesn't shut off. You bet we have causes. And 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 they say, well, gosh, you know, vaccines, you, you really only have these adverse reactions in the first couple of days to most vaccines. Well, that this is a gene product. And this spike persists, this modified mRNA persists. The Stanford study in, in the journal Cell showed that this sequence persists in the lymph nodes for up to 60 days, at which point they published their paper. But it probably persists much longer than that. Autopsy studies out of my colleague, Dr. Arndt Burkhardt in Germany shows spike depositing in vessel walls 128 days after the last shot. So we're, we're putting something in the body that number one, doesn't break down. Number two, it's making a toxic spike protein. And number three, it's persisting. Uh, Dr. Bruce Patterson, pathologist uh, colleague, showed that the spike was persisting in our circulating CD16 monocytes for up to 15 months. So, that's it for this segment. We'll be back in three minutes with more Your DIY Help. Look for this one. We'll be right back. Let's uh, finish up that video or that short video about why people are dying here. And number three, it's persisting. Uh, Dr. Bruce Patterson, pathologist uh, colleague, showed that the spike was persisting in our circulating CD16 monocytes for up to 15 months. So uh, it, it's insanity to keep pushing the most deadly, dangerous medical product ever allowed to persist in humanity. Short and sweet, but it got the point across. And that was Dr. Ryan Cole. And this is out of Rio de Janeiro. Brazil, as a matter of fact, young and healthy people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly from a mysterious syndrome. Britain's Daily Mail reported Wednesday, the syndrome in question is sudden adult death syndrome, or SADS. <laughs> Why do these people die suddenly? Because they're injected with a toxin that causes inflammation of the heart, according to pathologist Ryan Cole, founder of Cole Diagnostics, which processes approximately 40,000 blood and biopsy patient samples annually. In the last year, the lab has handled over 100,000 COVID testing samples. 
And studies in mice have shown that the mRNA uh, shots can lead to an enlarged heart. Cole pointed out, as a result, the heart becomes less and less able to pump blood, heart failure occurs, and you die. Simple as that. And uh, again, this is something that persists in the body. It doesn't go away very quickly. And um, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Pathologist has seen autopsy tissues, excuse me, from triathletes who have dropped dead. Of course, athletes die every year. It's used, uh, used to be a few a month, but now hundreds a month are dying, Cole said. Why? Has something changed? Yes, it has. A toxic lipid nanoparticle and toxic modified RNA. He said the pathologist pointed out that the injection does not remain in the body for a few days, as claimed, but the spike protein remains in the lymph nodes for up to 60 days, probably much longer. Yeah, I would say so. According to an article in the Exposé news, uh, newspaper, a study shows that the number of deaths from athletes since the start of COVID-19 injection is 1,700% higher than expected. German pathologist Arne Burkhardt showed that the spike protein was still present in the blood vessel walls 128 days after the last injection. In other words, we're putting something into the body that doesn't break down, forms a, a toxic spike protein, and can still be found in monocytes or white blood cells up to 15 months after injection, Cole said. It is insane to continue to inject the most deadly and dangerous medical product ever put on the market. But you still have old President Poopy Pants, who I like to call Joe Full Circle Biden. And uh, people say, what do you mean full circle? I said, well, when you're born, you're in diapers, and then you end up in diapers again. When you're young, you can't walk and then you have trouble walking again. Remember somebody going up steps to Air Force One? <laughs> uh, when you're born, you can't talk very well. And look where he's at now. He's gone full circle. So that's my new nickname for old creepy Joe, is Joe Full, full Circle Biden. Anyway, people un, un, aged under 40 are being urged to have their hearts checked because they may potentially be at risk for sudden adult death syndrome, and definitely uh, myocarditis, uh, writes the Daily Mail. The syndrome known as SADS has been fatal for all kinds of people, regardless of whether they maintain a fit and healthy lifestyle. The more fit they are and the more active they are, the more likely they are to die because this stuff is really hitting people that are physically active. It's just un unbelievable what's going on here. And, of course, old uh, Full Circle is uh, still calling it safe and effective, still saying it's the only way we can get past this and get beyond the pandemic is to get everybody, get everybody vaccinated. Get your shot. You're helping your neighbor, <laughs> Mr. Whisper. <laughs> call him the idiot whisperer. Anyway, SADS is an umbrella term to describe unexpected deaths in young people, said the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, most commonly occurring in people under age 40. The term is used when a post-mortem cannot find an obvious cause of death. <laughs> yeah. They can find it, they just won't look for it. They don't want to see anything about these jabs. They're being paid to keep their mouths shut. 
The U.S.-based SADS Foundation has said that over half the 4,000 annual SADS deaths in children, teens, and young adults have one of the top two warning signs present. Those signs include a family history of SADS diagnosis. Oh, here we go. Or, you know, and the only reason is that is if the parents are stupid enough to get the jabs, the kids probably did too. That's why you would have a family history. Or sudden explained death of a family member, fainting or seizure during exercise, or when excited or startled. Good grief. Anyway, and I just see the thing. I'm scrolling down here, seeing other stuff. Looks like uh, Bolsonaro lost the election in Brazil. Sounds like uh, the same thing that happened here in 2020 happened there this year. Imagine that. Pro-Bolsonaro group says they won't stop uprising in Brazil. Talk of election fraud, rumors of military audit. <laughs> oh boy and uh, we'll see what happens next week here but i'm not holding out any hope let's see he worked from home and died suddenly five days past let's see here before his body was found okay had to, had to click the whole link to get it good afternoon or dominic green signed out of work as he always did exactly at 4 30 p.m Good afternoon, everyone. My shift has ended. The 28-year-old emailed from his desk in the living room of his Los Angeles apartment on a winter Wednesday afternoon. A remote contract uh, worker, Dominic, had never met any of his colleagues. A supervisor would later tell his father that she couldn't pick him out in a photo. We really don't know people by anything except the work that they do, he, he remembered her saying. As the COVID-19 pandemic entered its third year, Dominic and his peers expected as much out of life. In uh, 2020, Dominic's classes went from remote or went remote. His June 2021 graduation ceremony was held as a drive-through <laughs> and all of his job interviews were conducted by video. Dominic, who was single and lived alone, had started his position as an epidemiologist in September joining the 41% of white-collar workers who were fully remote, spending their days at home in jobs that were more disconnected and isolated than ever. At the beginning and end of each shift, Dominic sent his bosses a mandatory email clocking in and out. But the, uh, the next day, a Thursday, Dominic didn't send his 8 a.m. email. He missed the 4.30 p.m. sign-out, too. Friday also came and went with no sign of Dominic. Dominic's parents, Joseph and Janine Green, who live in Michigan, didn't hear from him over the weekend, but that was not unexpected. They were used to waiting for texts uh, from their busy son. But by Monday, which was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, they were worried. And I have to click the continue reading button here. <laughs> Joseph checked their family cellular plan and uh, saw Dominic's phone had been dark for five days. Janine checked their joint bank account and saw it, too, was no activity. By the time Dominic's body was discovered in his apartment Monday night, he was unrecognizable and had to be identified by the few fingerprints still visible on his hands. Last summer, Dominic had picked up uh, or packed up a, uh, his things from his parents' house in southern Michigan. He'd uh, been taking classes from inside his bedroom since this, uh, his campus, Loma Linda University near San Bernardino, shut down in 2020. Like many young people, he moved across the country to start a new job in L.A., 
knowing few people in town, but full of hope for the future. Dominic worked as a contractor doing data entry in his, at his Los Angeles Department of Public Health tracking COVID-19 cases. It was his first job out of grad school where he received a master's degree in public health in June 2021. He was hired by a company called Healthcare Staffing Professionals, which has provided the country or the county agency with nearly a thousand contractors since the pandemic began, 80% of whom work remotely full time. Like Dominic, according to the department spokesperson, although Dominic was a teleworker, the staff agency wanted him to live in the LA area. The job paid well, and Dominic was excited that he could afford an apartment of his own without needing roommates. He scoured rental listings and landed a one-bedroom in a three-story post-war building in Koreatown for less than $2,000 a month. (laughs) When Dominic's parents came uh, to town in October, they could... uh, Tell that he was proud in his in his own quiet way, smiling to himself as he showed him around. His signature white Converse shoes were lined up at the door. Crisp new dish towels hung in the kitchen. Dominic had always been meticulous, even as a child, making his bed of his own rec- own accord since age four. On his nightstand, Janine noticed an aromatherapy diffuser she had given him for Christmas. For the for the time being, Dominic slept on an air mattress. I don't know if I want to buy a bedroom set until I know if I'm going to stay in L.A., Dominic explained to his parents. Dominic had a plan for everything in life. He much revolved, uh, and much revolved around his career. Came from a family of professionals. His mother had been a registered nurse. His father had recently retired as a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, and everyone knew him as a very type A. <laughs> the contractor job was, was was a stepping stone, Dominic told his family, one that would get him closer to the next milestone, a doctorate in epi- epidemiologist, which he planned to use to help underserved communities. Once he was financially secure, Dominic said he'd start a serious relationship and eventually get married and have five children, Hmm. (laughs) one of each, (laughs) over six feet tall with an athletic build and an infectious smile. Dominic had full confidence in his part uh, of the plan. Dominic's parents noticed how happy he seemed. He had a uh, good job, a nice apartment and he and a car he loved. But at the same time, the pandemic had shrunk Dominic's world. He was an introvert by nature, and his main social contact had been through the classroom and daily workouts at the gym. In L.A., he hardly left his apartment uh, to get out of the house. At the end of the day, he'd hop into his uh, Toyota Camry and take a long drive to pick up dinner. On nights and weekends, he boosted his resume with a part-time job doing academic research on sickle cell anemia. Christmas time came, a big Marvel fan. Uh, Dominic was looking forward to the new Spider-Man movie. (laughs) And his older brother, Adriel, uh, hoped to see him over the holiday, but Dominic told his family that he couldn't join them back in Michigan. He needed to study for a professional exam. A few days after uh, New New Year's, Adriel, uh, who works as a doctor in Fresno, texted Dominic to invite him to go camping with his wife. Dominic had always wanted to see Yosemite, but he said he had to finish his project for his part-time research job that weekend. 
I'll have to bring uh, bear spray if I go next time, <laughs> unless they're uh, hibernating, Dominic joked. It was uh, the following week that the family noticed his unusual radio silence. On the night of Monday, January 12th, Joseph called a LA number that belonged to someone who had sent Dominic two text messages that afternoon. He reached uh, Lisa Smith, a supervisor at the county public uh, health department. Dominic? Smith asked, uh, seeing a familiar out-of-state area code. No, I'm Dominic's dad, Joseph answered. Smith said she hadn't heard from Dominic since Wednesday and was concerned, but she added, technically, uh, he doesn't work for us. The Greens asked a family friend who lived locally to head to Dominic's apartment to meet the police for a well wellness check. As he waited, the friend went around the back and climbed up uh, to Dominic's first floor apartment. Uh, peering through a vertical slatted blinds, he could make out Dominic's bedroom in the darkness, illuminated by a blue glow of the diffuser on his nightstand. There was Dominic on his bed, motionless. He had probably been there for days, Joseph and Janine would learn. He's not viewable, the coroner's investigator told them when they asked to see their son. The Greens turned to return to L.A. to deal with Dominic's things, but they uh, they waited outside the apartment while the hazmat team in full body suits and respirators cleaned his bedroom. Uh, and I can tell you, after seven days in L.A., even in the winter, um, it was probably pretty ripe. I have been in some uh, uh, houses where people have died and been left for quite some time before they were found. And boy, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like it. Anyway, the team carrying uh, left carrying red bags of medical waste and industrial fan remained on blast. Oh, yeah. It's probably it's next to impossible to get the smell out. The Greens unzipped the plastic sheeting over the doorway and opened the door to Dominic's apartment. The stench of death hit them from the hallway. They swept uh, or they wept as they packed his clothes and went through his possessions. You might as well burn those clothes. You're never going to get the smell out of them. Uh, sorting things to give away his Yosemite or his Yeti thermos, his free weights, his new bike with only four miles on it. The Greens tied to piece together what seemed to be the last day of Dominic's life. Cleaning out the fridge, Ariel Adriel found a partially eaten Chipotle chicken burrito. Um, the receipt showed Dominic had picked it up at the Ladera Heights on Wednesday night. Near Dominic's Xbox, Adriel found a new video game controller that had been that had arrived in the mail that afternoon. It was a limited set of clues, yet Dominic's parents were comfortable or comforted by the thought that their son had spent his final hours doing things he loved, eating Chipotle and gaming. Other mysteries remained unsolved. They found boxes and boxes of clothes Dominic had recently ordered that still had all the tags. He spent more than $2,000 assembling a new wardrobe that was far dressier than his usual uniform of tracksuits and beanies. But Dominic didn't seem see anyone and had nowhere to go. His family puzzled, maybe. Maybe they guessed. Dominic thought his office would reopen soon and he wanted to have a nice set of work clothes. Maybe Dominic had put together a set of church clothes in anticipation of going to in-person services again. Back in Michigan, he had attended virtual church service with his family, but Dominic had decided on a congregation to join in L.A. They could only guess. Uh, maybe he had. Anyway, 
their work done, the greens gathered in a circle in the middle of the apartment, even wearing N95 masks, the smell was strong. Uh, devoted devoted Seventh-day Adventists, Adventists, the family held hands and began to sing a hymn. Uh, it was a song of hope in the central tenet of their faith. Uh, and let's see, back in Michigan, the Greens began to uh, prepare Dominic's funeral. Uh, Joseph asked for Dominic's supervisor at the county health department uh, for some nice words. Uh, to read at the service among the staff in my charge, Dominic stood out for being exceptionally punctual. He always logged in and out of his shifts precisely on time. Uh, Nathaniel Lehman, a supervisor, wrote. Joseph and Janine uh, couldn't understand why they hadn't been contacted by their uh, when their punctual son missed two days of work. Uh, Dominic had listed the, his parents and his older brother as his emergency contacts in the paperwork for the staffing agency. All they needed was a phone call, and they would have found his body sooner, uh, they, th they thought to themselves over and over. It was not as if Dominic, uh, Dominic's absence over two workdays had gone unnoticed. The Greens pe uh, pieced together at Dominic had uh, gotten emails and text messages from supervisors at the public health department um, asking about his whereabouts. Uh, ten attendance policies were strict. They noted as they read through the, or the orientation materials, Dominic didn't show up. Why didn't you check on him? <laughs> I supervise 100 people, said Lehman, adding that his uh, reluctance to get employees in trouble. So anyway, this is a fairly lengthy article, but um, I'm not seeing anything, you know, and this is not unusual uh, given, let's see, yeah, it's from MSM, so you can bet they did not even think to question whether or not this young man had been injected, but you can bet he was, especially if he's in L.A. That's almost a given. Very few people who live out there are not injected, and you can bet that that's what caused his problem. But uh, again, just one more if you go online and do a check. Um Brookfield Zoo's red panda Leo dies suddenly. I wonder if he got the COVID jab. Megan Kelly, and she's in that, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, trailer, reveals her sister died suddenly. And uh, just one of those things over and over again. Su Suzanne Crosley, 58, died of a heart attack on Friday, according to her sister, Megan Kelly. Kelly said she plans to spend more time with her family after the podcast on Monday. Crosley's funeral scheduled for Tuesday, coroner's her sister. Um, and let's see here. And this is, can't tell where this came from. It just says media. <laughs> but um, you can bet she fits right in with the, uh, yeah, I've been jabbed group. Oh, man. Die suddenly syndrome. Six synonyms and antonyms for die. <laughs> Our little girl died suddenly after feeling sick. This is January. Uh, wait a minute. January 11th, 2022. Little girl tragically dies after suffering from what family first thought was a tummy bug. Maggie Black felt sick for a few days, but seemed relatively fine before rapidly deteriorating. She told her mom 
She felt sick and seemed under the weather, but it seemed nothing unusual. Her family were, uh, were then shocked when she suddenly became unwell on December 1st and stopped breathing. She was rushed to the hospital after waiting for an ambulance for over an hour after they raised the alarm, my goodness, but died at 8 a.m. The co-Antrim school girl was taken to hospital by the fire, local fire crew after her frantic mom, uh, Sheena, S-H-E-E-N-A-G-H, went for help. She had called 999, which I'm assuming is the British version of 911. And then her sister-in-law, Margaret, uh, who got the fire service involved. The family are still waiting for the results of a post-mortem investigation, and they don't yet know why their little girl died. Her Aunt Margaret told Belfast Live, Maggie was a fun-loving wee girl who always had her happy face on. She was ha a happy child who loved everybody. Her hobbies were TikTok, oh yeah, <laughs> playing the fiddle, Kamoji, whatever that is, farming, long walks, and she was very fond of a trip to the coffee shop for marshmallows after her loved, uh, after marshmallows after. <laughs> anyway, she loved school and was very bright, talented child. We have been overwhelmed by the support. Uh, people have been so thoughtful and kind. The Blacks are, have started a petition for the fire service to be automatically dispatched in all similar situations. The emotive uh, petition reads, on the morning of 1st December 2021, our lives changed forever as we lost our innocent, fun-loving, beautiful we, Maggie. She was the light of our lives who made an impression on everyone she met. Uh, we as a family have will never be able to put into words the impact of that, uh, that morning's events. Whilst we are under no illusion about the pressures and strains on the ambulance service, it is surely unacceptable that we had to wait one hour and 10 minutes for an ambulance to arrive when our five-year-old daughter's life was at stake. That's amazing. Fortunately, we contacted a family member, a local firefighter, who um, to come to the scene. He then dispatched the fire crew. We are truly grateful for the medical expertise, professionalism, and kindness demonstrated by the fire service. At first, as first responders with life-saving equipment, we know that Maggie was given the best available support. This is the greatest comfort to us at this time. Sadly, not everyone in our community will get access to this emergency medical assistance during the crucial golden hour. This can ultimately mean the difference between life and death. A spokesperson for the Department of Health said the number of community responder schemes are now in place across the country alongside paramedics, but uh, none of the family in the family's area. They added volunteers willing to attend incidents involving children under 12 would be welcome to help set up local groups. <laughs> Man. And again, you can bet she was probably jabbed. And the sad thing is, is that's something that ought to be asked in every case, but seldom is because the lamestream media is not going to look at this stuff. Sad. Let's see here. Miami socialite J.R. Rittinger dies suddenly at 63. My girl died suddenly in her sleep with rare condition. Five of my six. This is March 8th of 2022. Uh, 
explainer. Can you just die suddenly? <laughs> if you've been jabbed, you can. What does it mean when an obituary says died suddenly? <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, this is Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. Q uh, going to myself. Let's see here. <laughs> okay. Somebody asked that question. And uh, it... In most cases, it's a euphemism for heart attack, strokes, suicides, substance abuse, overdoses. Not really. A better phrase would be died unexpectedly. <laughs> well, that's it for this segment. Stick with us. We'll be back in three minutes with more of your DIY help. Be right back. Hour number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the True Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And uh, at uh, before the break, we were looking at different things where you know we basically typed uh, "died suddenly" into a uh, search engine. In this case, it was DuckDuckGo, and that little duck found all kinds of things. Uh, died suddenly. Trump won't get over it. <laughs> Red wave. Um, Death experience for adults or sudden death from an accident. <laughs> They're doing everything they can to cover up the fact that these jabs are causing tons and tons of people. And here's one in memory of those who have died suddenly. And in parentheses, it says from the vax. Hmm. This is from the burningplatform.com. And let's see what that one shows. Um, if I can get this thing to open. Come on. Here it goes. Memory of those who have died suddenly from the Vax, March 22, 28. Let's see here. It's March 22 to 28. Four musicians, as we have seen every or since seen since early 2021, the sudden death of someone very famous when there's clear evidence of prior injection always seems to trigger an obfuscation wave of propaganda claiming or implying that the cause of death was not the injection. <laughs> we saw this happen last year after the deaths of DMX and marvelous Marvin Hagler. And this year after the deaths of Bob Saget and William Hurt. And now the sudden and untimely death of the Foo Fighters. Ooh, <laughs> never heard of them. Taylor Hawkins, whose prior and unwilling um, vaccinations is beyond dispute. 
has sparked the same diver, um, divisionary effort to have us think that Hawkins was done in by drug abuse. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins dead at 50. Taylor Hawkins, for 25 years, the drummer of Foo Fighters and best friend of frontman Dave Grohl, has died during a South American tour with the rock band. He was 50. There were few immediate details on Hawkins uh, on how Hawkins died, although the band said in a statement Friday that his death was a tragic and untimely loss. Foo Fighters held a show for vaccinated fans only. Anti-vaxxers, including former childhood star Ricky Schroeder, protested outside. Well, at least there's one Hollywood person who had some brains, old Ricky Schroeder. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, just trying to see the drug overdose scenario. <laughs> there were multiple drugs found in the room where Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins died, according to a report out of Columbia, which cited official sources. Colombian authorities found marijuana, antidepressants, opioids, heroin, at least 10 different substances found, tweeted journalist Luis Carlos Velez on Saturday afternoon, citing uh, Fisalia, Colombia, the National Attorney General's office. According to uh, those close to him, the death could be related to the consumption of drugs, the Metropolitan Police of Bogota told El Tiempo hours after the drummer's body was found. Police said uh, a police officer said a cocaine-looking powder was seen in the hotel room, claims Velez, while national newspaper El Tiempo reported that authorities found hallucinogenic drugs, but no signs of violence in the luxury hotel room. Colombian authorities found an empty beer can, an open bottle of vodka, a Coca-Cola bottle, and some other articles being analyzed by authorities. Hawkins, an electrifying performer with a stage presence that projected from behind his drum kit, had a history of known drug abuse. He overdosed on heroin in 2001 and spent a week in a coma, just four years after joining the Foo Fighters, according to The Sun. Um... <laughs> Comprehensive over, overview from the COVID blog. Now, two Foo Fighters drum drummer, um, to, few, to Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, it is a uh, really pathetic. It's really pathetic that mainstream media are creating fallacious history and trying to push his uh, he died of an overdose narrative to protect their beloved mRNA and viral vector DNA injections. This man overcame addiction and had his life together. He certainly used some drugs here and there in his uh, mid and later life, but his this cover-up amounts to a smear campaign that insults the intelligence of critical thinkers. Yowzer. <laughs> so then we have Jim Miller of Western Centuries dies unexpectedly. I don't know what Western Centuries is. Jim Miller was a longtime singer, guitar player, and songwriter for numerous projects. As a rhythm guitarist and harmony singer, Jim Miller found himself in the studio for multiple important projects and roots music, always deferring the spotlight to others, even if he deserves some of it himself, including the solo album Mule to Ride from Donna the Buffalo's Tara Nevins, anyway, released in 1999, where Miller sang many of the lead parts. 
And if, and if I go 10,000 miles from 1996, where he worked with Dirk Powell. Miller also worked on numerous Jim Lauderdale albums and also collaborated with Tim O'Brien and Jenny Hawker. The band had just embarked on a tour Thursday night, March 24th, performing at the Buren Irish Bar in Somerville, Massachusetts. Jim Miller passed away later that evening. Yep, too close to touch vocalist Keaton Pierce has died. Too close to touch vocalist Keaton Pierce has died suddenly and unexpectedly due to a medical condition that has been dealing with private that he has been dealing with privately, according according to the band. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and all these guys are going on tour, and a lot of them are touring overseas, and you can bet that they're not allowed into the country if they haven't been jabbed. Country music singer, singer Jeff Carson dies in Tennessee, Asheville, Tennessee. Country music singer and songwriter Jeff Carson, who scored hits with Not On Your Love, and the car before becoming a police officer has died in Tennessee. His publicist said Carson was 58. Carson died of a heart attack in a hospital in Franklin, said Jeremy Westby of 2911 Media. And then we have award-winning music producer Jared Hancock, 39, dies after fall in his Farmington home. Well, you think maybe that he, uh, the shot killed him and he fell <laughs> as a result. Uh, to many, Jared Hancock was an award-winning music producer, but to those who knew him well, he was a dedicated father, uncle, husband, and sibling. Hancock, 39, died suddenly, or excuse me, died Sunday after an accident at his Framingham home, his sister Julie Stand uh, said Tuesday, and uh, no further details have been reported. Died unexpectedly of natural causes at 42, Stephen... Naus dies, DGA's Executive Western Executive Director, or Associate Western Executive Director, was 42. And it uh, looks like the hits just keep on coming. Um, one thing after another, John Corti, award-winning director, helped establish Bay Area filmmaking, dead at 85. Richard J. Ritchie Leitner, 29, rest in peace. He was of New Bethlehem, Indiana, passed away unexpectedly Sunday, March 20th, 22, at his home of natural causes. What kind of natural cause would take somebody at the age of 29? Hmm? Old age? <laughs> uh, stroke? Heart attack? Only from the jab. And this is just the insanity of it. They are covering everything. Good grief. Hank Williams Jr.'s wife, Mary Jane Thomas, unexpectedly died at 58, March 24, 2022. Jupiter, Florida Police Department representative has revealed that they got a medical call from the Jupiter Beach Resort and Spa at 5 in the afternoon. Thomas was then brought to a local hospital where she was sadly declared dead. While the investigation into Thomas's death is pre uh, pre preliminary, a family member said that the early indications suggest that she suffered a complication following a medical procedure. Hmm. Maybe they were doing surgery for myocarditis. Most likely a blood clot. Ooh. 
However, it is not certain when and where Thomas had the medical procedure and what kind of operation was performed. At the moment, the authorities said her death does not seem to be ruled suspicious. Oh, no, we're getting used to people dying from these jabs. Longtime NFL official died at 62. Good grief. USC assistant Dave Nichols dies at 45 days after stepping away from the team. And let's see here. Joseph Brown, longtime Minneapolis educator at N. Watson, dies at 51. Bullock County honors beloved bus driver who died unexpectedly. Yeah, I was a 43 years old. <laughs> Let's see here. Student at Staten Island Elementary School dies after collapsing in gym class. Second sudden death in Staten Island school system in a month. That normally that would be one in a decade or more. One in a month? Mm. A student at PS 78 or Public School 78 in Stapleton died Wednesday after apparently falling ill and collapsing during gym class, according to multiple school or sources with knowledge of the incident. In a letter sent to the PS 78 community, Principal Jody Contento confirmed the child's passing. It is with great sadness that I inform you that one of our students passed away today. This is a tragedy for the student's family, our students, and our school community. Our deepest sympathy and condolences go out to the student's family and our entire school community, she wrote. Please understand that we are respecting the privacy of the student's family and not sharing the student's name. The boy, 10, was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead, one source said. A second source told the Advance SILIVE.com a defibrillator was used and in, a, in an attempt to save the child. The child had pre-existing medical condition, which sources identified as sickle cell anemia. It's not going to be fatal. Good grief. This is the second tragedy to hit the borough public school system in a month. On March 1st, Philip Carollo, the principal of PS 56 in Roseville, died suddenly from a heart attack at the age of 49. The Tottenville husband and father of two was a man who woke up every day and loved his job. Oh, everybody wakes up every day. <laughs> they may not love their job, but if they're alive, they wake up every day. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, senior at Brenham High School dies suddenly. Brenham Independent School District is mourning the sudden death of a senior at Brenham High School. In a statement, the school district said a 12th grade student died Thursday evening. Cause of death has not been made official by authorities. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, do to do, do Brenham Brenham's ISD offering COVID-19 injections to students, staff, public uh, this Wednesday. Vaccination site will be held from 2:30 to 5 p.m. This was May 25th, 2021. Um, good grief. And that kid probably went and got one. The One Club's Tony Colisano, champion of creativity, has died at age 70. 
And the list just, boy, I mean, this list just keeps going. They've got all kinds of people. Um, Hunter County native, love dad, dies suddenly, 33. Love Tom's River native, dies suddenly at 30. Jersey Shore native, love iron worker, dies suddenly, 25. Parsippany native, businessman, beloved dad, dies suddenly, and he was 38. Former New Jersey Pilates entrepreneur, hospital philanthropist, suddenly dies at age 56. Daniel Earl Merchant II uh, passed away at 61 unexpectedly. <laughs> Swimming in an outdoor community pool. Mike Tobias, 69, unexpectedly of natural causes. Matthew Gates, 43. And these are all between March 20th and March 28th, roughly a week. And these are just uh, sudden deaths that were put together from different places. Um, let's see here. Matthew T.R. Kessler, 26, uh, from Avon, New York, passed away unexpectedly on Wednesday, March 23rd, 22, at the age of 26, after graduating from Avon High School. In 2013, Matt served the United States Marines for five years and achieved the E-4 corporal status. Most recently, being traveling all over the country, working as a wind turbine technician. He uh, loved the places he saw and the people he met along the way. He best described as a waterfall chaser and had the pictures to prove it. Maggie Christine Malcolm, 37, dies. Apple Valley, Minnesota. Lino Lowell Stoltworthy, 55. Fox Island, Washington, passed away unexpectedly Tuesday night, March 22nd. Suffered from a cardiac arrest event two days prior that she was never recovered from. Gee, I wonder what caused that. Douglas E. Bishop, 49, of Auburn, Indiana, died suddenly in his home Thursday, March 24th. Carlos LeBron Hood, Jr., 53. Now we have Canada, new Colombian mother, starting her starting new life in Canada, dies suddenly in London, 33-year-old. And it just keeps on coming. So anyway, that gives you an idea. And looks like, I think I missed it, but it looks like we got a caller here. Yeah, it looks like Unplug's calling in. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hello. Hello. Unplugged? Yeah, go ahead. You're here. You're live. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Um, Sorry, yeah, I had the, know, uh, the screen was covered up by the stuff I was reading. I just noticed it. My uh, apologies. <laughs> that's all right. I, I was I was gonna start typing the information into the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see your notes there now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, but no, I uh, I wanted to uh, to bring up something that uh, I think is overlooked. Um, you you may know about this, uh, but it never gets talked about. And that is that, uh, you know, uh, for my wife's care, okay, uh, she, of course, you know, decided to have the chemotherapy, right? And uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, Pfizer actually uh, is, is, is involved in this. They pick up the difference. I don't know if you knew that. But, uh, but uh, you know, they pay quite a bit toward the, uh, toward the cost. Hmm. Uh, pretty interesting. I can't, remember what, I can't remember what they call it, but it's some kind of a, a contract that they have with them. So, you know, so while they're injecting their poison into you, they're 
you know, they're uh, apparently, uh, you know, can afford to go ahead and pay the difference. <laughs> you know? That's so crazy. they've got their hooks on, on on this on people, you know, if you really think about it. You know, it's 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 you know, they their hooks are in really super deep, you know. I mean they, they, they could afford to pay all these fines and all this other stuff, you know, for you know, failed oh, drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then they turn around and now they can you know, and they turn around and do this stuff too, you know, and it's like we know that, that chemotherapy is pretty much a failure. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yet, you know, they're willing to pay the difference, whatever an insurance company will pick up. Jeez. Just to yeah. get you in there. Yeah. Well, you know, here's to give you an idea, you know, since May 3rd of this year through mm-hmm. the, uh, end of October, her costs have been $85,731 and 75 cents. Holy smoke. And it was all covered yeah. by insurance, and the what wasn't well, was picked up by Pfizer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. The okay. the contractual savings on this were forty five thousand nine hundred and fifty four dollars and thirty three cents. Major great, medical picked great. up thirty five thousand two hundred eighty dollars and sixty two cents. Man, oh. yeah. So so in that contractual savings, okay, that oh. you know, um, I'm not, I'm not familiar with just exactly how much Pfizer pays out of that, but a lot of that is the difference. Yeah. Man. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, you know, considering, you know, it makes you wonder if Pfizer is one of the manufacturers of this drug or if it's somebody else. Oh, it is. It, 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 it's, it's Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's no skin off their teeth because it doesn't cost them anywhere near that. So they're they're not really paying it. They're just off. They're writing it off. <laughs> sure, more, I mean more likely. You know, I mean, they're making money what hand over fist. Oh yeah, you know they don't. Yeah, care. and that's just one person they're making thirty five grand on. But know. it kind of goes in line with what you're talking about. With died suddenly, you know. Yeah. This is exactly what you know. This whole thing is designed to kill people, in my opinion. Yeah, everything, pretty much everything in the allopathic community anymore is geared towards eliminating the population. Exactly. Like like, like Wallach says, you know, given half a chance, they'll kill you. And that's it. Right. It doesn't make any difference what. I mean, you go in to visit somebody in the hospital, you end up with a staph infection and you're dead. You know, (laughs) Um, at least that's what they claim. In my opinion, this is a good example of exactly what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. and think about, you know, and this is just one patient. So yeah. Think about the, you know, I don't know how many are out there. I'm sure it's probably in the millions. Definitely. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, you think about it and you go, how much money are they shelling out, you know, to ensure that these people get all these poisons, you know, injected into their body? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we're going to make as much money <laughs> off we can as we kill them. And yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and if they're writing it off, then, then who's paying for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look at the lifestyle of the average oncologist compared to a, a naturopath or a homeopath. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they live in these oh. huge mansions. They got, you know, houses in Boca and houses in, you know, uh, Lake Tahoe and all their fancy cars. They drive their, uh, uh, Porsches and their Ferraris to the grocery store, you know, <laughs> and it's the natural like, path is, like the, 
it's kind of like the paid propagandist on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, That's same, the same thing. kind you of know, thing. They're just you know, big, big money to lie to you. You know. Exactly. And it's all it's all coming together. You know, it's like uh, Hannibal Hayes said in the A-Team, I love it when a plan comes together, you know. And that's what it's been over the last hundred years is programming the American people, the generally dumb public, and literally everybody in the world that, you know, you have to go to the MD. He's the only one that knows what's going on. He's the only one that can help you, especially when it's that the dreaded C word. You know, it's like, give me a break. Well, in, in, in like in her case, I told her from the beginning, I said, you know, I mean, you know, one and a half centimeters. I mean, you know, if you address it with, with, with nutrition, you should be fine, you know, mm-hmm. but, yep. but instead it's like, oh no, no, no. You know, we, we've got to go through, you know, well, I don't want to, you know, do nothing and then, you know, and then have it, you know, and then have it uh, come back. You know, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, it's probably going to come back anyway now. Yeah, because if you're you're using allopathic treatments, number one, the the little tumor is nothing more than a symptom. You know, they can do something with a tumor, get it out of there, make it go away, and guess what? They'll say, oh, we got it, you're fine. And two to five years from now, guess what? You won't have it again or somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 uh, and, but to say, you know, here's the the good news, though, uh, you know, uh, is that the fact that she is taking, you know, she's using the longevity products, and I think that's, that's going to help, you know. But mm-hmm. the one, you know, she's only got like four treatments left after today. Yeah. So she'll have four treatments to go, and then after that, then she goes through some kind of radiation stuff uh, or something. And I'm thinking, man, you know, it, it, this whole thing is designed to, to do nothing but make them a bunch of money. Yep. And, and potentially reduce her immune system to the point that she succumbs to something else if the treatment doesn't kill her. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is, oh, man, you know, it, it, that's the sad part of it, though, Sarge, is, you know, when you, and then when you look at it, virus theory and all that, you know, versus mm-hmm. terrain theory, you start yep. to see, you know, you, you start to see the big picture and you start to go, my God, you know, this has been going on for, what's it been, over 100 years, I guess? Easily. Easily. You know? No, you, know, no. you think about, you know, you think about the fraud that they perpetrated onto the people and we, and we have to sit here and deal with it because, you know, it's like you know, most people go, well, my insurance will pay for this, you know, and that, so I have to go through my insurance because otherwise it comes out of my pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nuts. And again, it's that's where, thing. that's where insurance has really become the, the bane of, of society. The worst thing that's happened to healthcare in the last hundred years is the rise of insurance because insurance only pays for what kills you. So it's designed to get you into a system where, you know, it's basically going to do nothing good for you. And if you have a choice of, you know, the insurance paying for it or you have to pay out of pocket and as, as, you know, financially strapped as most people are, what are they going to do? You know, I'm going to go yep. with this because insurance covers it, even though something else is better and safer and less wear and tear on me. Uh, but hang on there. We will be back. I'll, uh, I'll just mute you and we'll be back on the other side of the break. Stick with us. We'll be back in three minutes with the last segment of today's edition of your DIY Health here on the True Frequency Radio Network. to get it all back. 
they say. We'll legalize your drug deal, but you gotta give us lots of check. Well, wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get that piece of pie. My, my, my. Don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get that piece of pie. My, my, they don't care if you live or die as long as they get their piece of the pie. And that's just what we were talking about before the break with Unplugged. And we're going to go back to the phones and pick up where we left off. You know, uh, we were talking about the insurance companies and how rotten they are. And yesterday uh, I had a, um, the first Wednesday of every month, we have a bunch of retirees from my police department get together for breakfast. And, um, it seems like every time I get there and everybody's talking about how their, you know, their, their latest uh, procedure or the latest uh, uh, thing that is ailing them and all this stuff. And, uh, and of course, insurance came up, you know, one, one guy, uh, you know, years ago, it's been several years ago, our pension board stopped providing health insurance. And I guess they have like a stipend now that, you can find your own and they'll pay a portion of it or something. And uh, one of the younger retirees, somebody who just uh, retired a few years ago, um, said that her situation, she is paying. She says she can't wait to be qualified for Medicare. <laughs> I said, you can have mine. <laughs> I get these stupid things in the mail every day and I just throw them away. I haven't had anything for years. And uh, she says she's paying like $800 a month. And before her insurance will pay anything, she's got an additional like $9,000 worth of copay and uh, and everything she's got to pay out of pocket first before they cover anything. I said, well, what are you wasting your money on that for? <laughs> I, was, I felt like saying, you know, for, for half that, I can set you up with a nutritional supplementation program. So unless you get run over by a bus, you're never going to want any of that stuff. Um, and that's and, and, and people... People sit there, Sarge, and they go, "Yeah, you know, uh, boy, that's expensive, though, that longevity stuff." And then, and then, yeah. so, you know, all you have to do is go, "Okay, well, let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at my wife's bill here." Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in six months' time, eighty-five thousand seven hundred thirty-one dollars and seventy-five cents. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, how much would you spend on longevity products in a year? You know, nowhere near that. You know, you, if you bought, not even close. And, and, you know, yeah, if and you did the ten years. The biggest, baddest protocol you could imagine wouldn't cost you anywhere near that. And uh, exactly. And if you'd been exactly. doing that, chances are she never would have got cancer. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's 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 my take on it. I, I, yep. You know, and and that's the whole thing though too. You know, you talk about insurance, okay, and you go, okay, yeah, insurance for whom though? And insurance to ensure that ensure that they that they get their equipment paid for their degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you know, they're, oh, they're building all these, uh, you know, all these, uh, uh, empires now, you know, you see new oh, hospitals yeah. going up everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in healthcare is just like government. It's become a growth industry. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, uh, I went to Ohio state university and now the, uh, the biggest building on that campus is the James cancer Institute as part of the OSU hospital. It is absolutely huge. It's a giant monument to the stupidity of man. 
and yeah. the ignorance of people that, you know, just want to live their do whatever they want and then, you know, deal with the, the consequences down the road of their of their idiot actions instead of taking a little precaution and avoiding the problem in the first place. And an ounce of yeah. prevention is definitely worth a pound of cure. <laughs> yeah. When it comes so to this what, stuff. what are we insuring? You know, we're, we're ensuring that their salaries go sky high. We're, mm-hmm. we're ensuring that, you know, that, that, uh, that they can continue to build their medical empires. We're ensuring that, uh, that the pharmaceutical industry can continue to, uh, to exist and, uh, and uh, harm and maim people, you know, we're ensuring, we're ensuring that the allopathic medical community can get rich while they kill you. Basically. Yeah. That's in a nutshell. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, that's exactly right. And it's, it's a sad situation, yeah. but unfortunately because of insurance and the lies of the American murder association and big pharma and lamestream media and the programming that comes out of all those things, that's where we're at today. You know, the truth is out yeah. there, but, you know, Hosea 4-6, once again, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And the Christian well, community is some of the worst, you know. It's not lack of knowledge. It's, it's, it's the fact that they want to cover everything up. They don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Nobody wants to have a debate. You know, you can't yeah. have an intelligent debate. No, if you, you, know? if you come out against the American Murder Association and Big Pharma, then you have to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, right. And now, you, you know, know, they're all of it. You know, look at McCullough, what happened to him. I mean, my yeah. gosh, you know, probably one of the more learned men on the planet. And look what ends up happening to him. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if he's smart, he'll just set up set up a uh, private medical asso- or private membership association. And, you know, he won't need his license. You know, he's got enough. Yeah, of but a, if, uh, I mean, he'll be able to practice but, but, and do everything he needs to do without it. It's so clear, though, isn't it, Sarge? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, you know, you're seeing the the died suddenly. You're seeing all these, you know, uh, excellent doctors being booted, yep. you know, from the system. I mean, you know, the, the whole because thing. Because you tell you the truth. Yeah, you, you can see it. You know, plain as day. You know. Yeah, you know the they come. You know, their side. Oh, it's medical misinformation. Well, it's 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 also known as the truth, and the real misinformation is what you people are putting out there. And now, of course, YouTube is setting up a thing where in order to say anything on their platform without being banned, you must be certified as a, you know, a medical propagandist, basically. You know, you've got to go through them. You've got to submit your credentials and you have to swear an oath that you'll only follow the World Health Organization and their recommendations. (laughs) So in other words, you have to, yeah, it's just. You have to dedicate yourself to the death of your your patients. Uh, And then they'll go after, you know, people like Alex Jones, who have a, you know, a a number of listeners, you know, quite a few listeners. And uh, it has a bit, you know, a a good sized platform and, and, you know, can get the word out. Well, they want to shut that stuff down. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is try as they might, they can't. (laughs) I know. You know, they get this billion dollar award against them that he's never going to pay because he doesn't have the money. And uh, he basically is living, you know, you know, teeny on a teeny bit. Everything else goes right back into the operation, and they can't touch that. And the attorneys <laughs> yeah. have come out saying, "We don't want money. We want him taken off the air." You know, uh, we want his First Amendment yeah. rights to be totally violated. And that's what's yeah, so this, sad. This whole, agenda, this whole agenda. I mean, you know, this this is just. 
you know, it's, it's beyond, it's, it's above and beyond who, who would have ever thought, you know, that we would get to this in this point. country. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's, it's all it's been un- yeah, in the last couple of years. And the, and the space busters guys, you know, the space busters guys, I mean, that's that to me, that's the, it's the best video uh, group of videos I've ever watched Oh yeah, on, on any of this, mm-hmm. uh, because it, you know, it, it lays it out in, in easy to understand terms, you know, it shouldn't be over anybody's head, no. you know? To me, to me, if you just listen to it, it's pretty darn easy to, you know, to figure out what they're trying to tell you. Exactly. You know. Yeah, and I've been and, playing uh, bits and pieces of that uh, latest one, the death of germ theory, on my both these shows, um, this this week and last week, and it's uh, gotten a lot of people thinking. <laughs> it's oh, I really tell you, good. you know, and, and the more that the more that gets out, the better, you know, yeah. because you know people will start to hopefully turn their backs on this thing. And, you know, and just, you know, start to see the big picture. And the big picture is, is that, you know, we've been, uh, we've been um, uh, sucked into this system, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this system is just, I mean, it's, it's just, it's evil, man. It's just, it, this system is just totally, it's a big giant fraud. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I mean, they spell it out with, you know, all the stuff that's been going on and the, the germ theory has never once been uh, proven to be accurate. Yeah. And all the tests they've done, good grief, sucking the snot out of people's nose <laughs> and putting it into your body and injecting it and, you know, having cough in your face and all the stuff they tried and nobody ever got sick. And they tried yeah, the same who- thing with the animals and animals didn't get sick. Um, yeah. it just proves it straight out. It's crazy. But, but who actually knew, who actually knew the history of it though? You know, and unless you had somebody do, you know, they did the legwork on this, mm-hmm. you know, they, they went through and said, Hey, look, you know, we're going to cover it from, you know, the, from the inception of the AMA, you know, right on through, you know, all this stuff. And they, I think that they did an excellent job of laying it out so that anybody who, you know, with half a brain could go, you know, <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. However, because of cognitive dissonance, there are many out there that can watch all this stuff and will never believe any of it, which is a real shame. Yeah. That's that's so yeah. They true. can be I presented thought. with all the proof in the world and they still won't believe it. And that's the yeah. sad part. And most of them are part yeah. of the medical and, community. And it's not like they're. It's not like they're. They you know that the research is is a fraud. You know, I mean, it's it's there for you know it's documented you know it's not like they just you know just conjured it up you know yeah it's it's insane but uh i I would think that anybody who's in the medical profession who watches that would have to be questioning you know their profession (laughs) well that's the problem they that's why they won't believe it because that would force them they're now in a position where they've been presented with the truth and they were either part of the uh part of the solution or part of the problem. And once you know the truth, if you don't change, you're part of the problem. And that's, that's where the cognitive dissonance comes in. They can't handle it. Yeah. Normalcy bias. They can't handle the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. You know, and and you see it everywhere though, Sarge. I mean, no matter, you know, it it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what industry really, you know, you Mm -hmm. know, if, if, if you're proven wrong, it's like, well, yeah, but we've been doing it this way for X amount of years that, you know, you can't, 
make us change or whatever. Right. It's like, you know, that's and, the problem. When you start looking at the whole thing, the, the problem is egos. You yeah, know, everybody's got this, uh, got an ego and they don't want to, you know, they don't, they don't want to have their, uh, have their reality smashed. You know, they can't handle it. A, a meme in the chat room for you. <laughs> oh, right. Huh? And basically that, just because you've always true. done it that way, doesn't make it right. It makes you a habitual offender. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. I made that up several are, months you know, ago. These, these are the truths. These are the truths that, you know, really, you know, to me, if you want to try to save this country, these are the conversations you're going to have to have, you know? Yeah. And the you, thing you, is, is the generally dumb public just aren't willing you know, last weekend I was down in South Carolina at a thing called the Fall for Dixie at the place called the Dixie Republic, which is a uh, place that basically honors the Confederacy. You know, they have flags and T-shirts and all kinds of stuff. And people, you know, have been taught that the Confederate flag is a terrible thing. It's a sign of racism and all this junk. And they have no idea in that right now overseas in in uh, china in uh, all over the place and all over europe confederate flags are seen as a uh a statement against tyranny basically and that's what it was here um mm -hmm. the confederacy was 100 percent right and everybody that thinks abraham lincoln was one of the best presidents ever uh, what I know now and what I've learned over the last couple of years, he was, I honestly believe he was worse than Obama. He was just, oh, an, yeah. just an absolutely disgusting piece of filth and was his, he and his, uh, his generals on the union side, most of which weren't even Americans. Many of them were either German or Russian, um, were they were, their sole goal was the total elimination of all life in the South. They were going to kill everybody. And they were, they, many went to their graves regretting that they couldn't, weren't successful. And then after they were done in the South, they went towards the American Indians. And the same thing was the goal there. And just absolutely disgusting activities. And it's not conjecture. This is all documented by the, by the union's own uh, documentation. They indict themselves. There's a 128 page or volume book or series in the, um, Library of Congress called the War of Rebellion, which is basically a chronicle of mostly union documents and testimony of what took place during the war. And it is just disgusting, the things that they admit to doing to the people of the South, white and black alike. And uh, that's something that is one of the biggest lies that we've been, you know, had foisted on us over the years. And uh, it's yeah, just... Yeah, I listen to your... Uh to your broadcast from, uh, from down there. Oh, did and, you? Uh, one of the points that, yeah. And one of the points that I thought was just an excellent point. Um, and I can't remember if it was Mike or, um, uh, Steve, yeah, a lot I of good people. Yeah. Steve White. But, uh, I think it might've been Steve that made the point, but, um, basically it was, uh, that, you know, uh, when they started to force, uh, hello, I'm here. We're here. Keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah, when when they started to force um, this uh, the uh, people to to mingle uh, to mix with uh, other other I guess races, you could say uh, mm -hmm. that that they you know they really you know they just don't mix you know 
I think that and, was DW. Uh, yeah, you're a DW. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, I, I, anyway, it was talking a, it was about the homo- homogenous situation. Uh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. uh, Sweden, until you know, about thirty years ago, they were the most homogenous country in the world. They were like ninety-nine percent or more all Swedes, and everything was right. great. Everybody got along, and then they started this, you know, Klaus Schwab and uh, George Soros bunch, you know, forcing all the uh, so-called refugees in, and purposely forcing people in that, that didn't mix. And you get people that still, after all these years, won't speak Swedish. They won't uh, assimilate. They won't become part of the Swedish society. They're just fighting all the time and causing all the crime and everything. And we're seeing the thing, same things all over the place now. And it's being done by yeah. design by the people that are trying to destroy this country, uh, the, yeah. the world, really. Yeah, but but, but I, I actually, and, and I don't know if, if it was D.W. who, who uh, I thought maybe he expounded on it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was uh, one of the one of the southern gentlemen. Um, I know D.W. lives in the south, but um, yeah. the other guys, you know, you can tell they're, you know, they're from the south. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, it, one of those guys was had mentioned it and said, you know, uh, we just don't, you know, we don't live like that. You know, we don't like that being forced upon us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and uh, I thought it was an excellent point because you know he's right. It's not just them; it's you know it, the whole country has had yeah. that happen. Mm-hmm. And you it's, know, it's, and it's I, a sad situation. I, yeah, it, but to me that was a uh, that was an excellent broadcast, though. By the way, yeah, we excellent. did two of them, and for anybody that wants to, I um, mean, go to my uh, my uh, castbox dot com channel. And just do just go to te- castbox excuse me dot fm and do a search for your diy health and all of the uh the two shows that we did from down there uh on uh, october 29th are clearly listed as well as mike gaddy's whistling dixie uh programs he's got 11 of them up there that i've put on my channel as well to get uh, more widespread coverage and i encourage you to listen to those because he's going th- over things strictly from source documents. It's not conjecture. It's not opinion. These are facts that come from the North's own documentation of the war, along with other letters uh, written back and forth between generals and their wives and uh, testimony in court by different uh, people involved and that kind of stuff. But it's real information. It's proof of what took place. And it's proof that Lincoln and company were some of the most disgusting human beings ever to set foot on this planet. And uh, it's just just unconscionable to think what was done to the people of the South. And uh, that just looks like such a beautiful area, too. I I was I saw some of that went to the web and I was looking at some of the, you know, the the, they had a like a a little shot of uh, I think I think it's the Appalachian. Um, But uh, they had a little shot of that. And, uh, boy, what a beautiful little town and area. Yeah, it is gorgeous. And the drive down there Friday was beautiful. It was a really nice sunny day and the trees, you know, changing their leaves and everything. It was, it was a fantastic drive. I just enjoyed it immensely. Coming back on Sunday, it was rainy, but it was still nice. There's quite a few little towns like that in the South though, Mm -hmm. you know, that are kind of hidden away, you know? Yep. Little jewels. And I'll tell yeah, you what, absolutely. you know, it's a fantastic place. 
and uh, I'll definitely be going back if I, you know, if I don't ever have by ne- this time next year, hopefully I'll have my boat and I'll be out on the water. But if I'm not, I'll probably go back down again because uh, they have some great stuff down there and the, the people are wonderful. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like one of those places where you just hang your hat and go, man, I'm, gl- I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm here, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, I was kind of not looking forward to coming back home, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was nice. I can only imagine. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that gas was fifty cents a gallon cheaper down there than it is here in Ohio. <laughs> Man. Oh, there you believe. go. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was impressed with that. And then and of course, you know, the broadcast itself was impressive too. So the the whole thing just seemed like it, it came together pretty well. Yeah, it did. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And I'm I'm glad I took my equipment with me. <laughs> Because uh, Steve did his show and, and Mike did his show in the afternoon. They both did them from their cell phones, and which, you know, the audio quality was good, but they're, you're limited as what you can do. And I had my mixer and two different mics and uh, two sets of headphones so we could play musical chairs. And it worked out really, really well. You know, we start the thing off and then Mike and a couple of people come in and they rotate some guests in and out. And then we jump back in and finish it up. And I'll tell you what, we did about five hours worth of broadcasting. and. Uh, it was, you know, people are constantly calling and asking, where can I get it? Where I want to hear this. <laughs> so we're sending links out everywhere to people. But, uh, yeah, it worked out great. I should have taken more. I had a couple extra mics and a couple extra pairs of headphones I should have taken with me. We, Then we'd need a bigger table. <laughs> they had a little uh, round table. It was only maybe uh, two and a half, three foot at the most in diameter. And with the equipment sitting there, we wouldn't have had much room. We had just, it was almost taken up by two people. And if we'd had four, you know, it would have been t- really tough. But uh, yeah, Gaddy posted, a, he posted a photo on his uh, yeah. Telegram channel. <laughs> and uh, so I, I saw that and I was like, oh man, look at these. It looks like you're just sitting around having coffee or something. Yeah, yeah really. It's in a little, it's a part of the store called the Confederate Corner. And, um, I got a bunch of pictures, you know, he didn't take that many, but I took quite a few. I just haven't put any up yet. Um, let me see here. Yeah, here it is. They have a, it's just a little alcove basically where they got a coffee pot and then a drink machine and a bunch of books, you know, some, some of the books are for sale. Some are for reference in store only, but the sign above the drink machine was Confederate corner. Coffee, conversation, and more. A Southern solution to socialist Starbucks, B-U-X. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I saw that, yeah. and I said, I got to take a picture of that thing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just a perfect situation. Was, and, you know, people were coming in and out, getting coffee, getting drinks. there. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. We don't worry. Yeah. And the thing was is the mics I take down there are directional mics. They're uh, dynamic, so you have to be right up on them. Uh, to get a a good pickup. So ambient noise in the rooms really doesn't cause any trouble. You hardly hear anything. Right. And it worked out really, really well. Um, The other mics I have are condensers. They would have made, they would have picked up a lot more. So that would have been a problem. I'll have to get a couple of That stuff, the t-shirts and all that, that looks like really cool stuff. Oh yeah. I, um, let me get to some of these here. <laughs> Here's uh, the first T-shirt. You know, mass non-compliance is the only way to end this nightmare. Caution: a new variant will be announced every time people stop being afraid. 
<laughs> throw, yeah. throw me to the wolves and I'll return leading the pack. And <laughs> thank a straight person for your existence. <laughs> straight pride. <laughs> oh, rest, man. rest assured, we will fight to the gates of hell to protect the liberty and livelihood of every South Carolinian. <laughs> and this is one I bought. Um, when tyranny becomes law, I will not comply. Resistance becomes duty. Wow. And yeah, that one I couldn't resist. I had to get that one. But, um, and I've yeah, had, I worked at church last night and everybody that saw it loved it. <laughs> those guys are like, no, no nonsense though. You know, they, they really, yeah. truly, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, uh, it's part of their DNA, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, they don't make any bones about it. They, um, they had a, a video that they were showing down there about a week before, I think it was the 22nd, uh, they hoisted the largest um, Confederate flag in in South Carolina uh, on a piece of land that the that was owned by the Sons of Confederate Veterans. And um, the flag itself, the pole was over 100 feet high. And the... Um, the flag was, uh, if I remember right, it was 30 foot by 50 foot. Big, big flag. They had a pretty big one down there at the Dixie Republic. It was probably by, you know, 20 by 40 or something. But this 30 by 50 wow. job, man, it was a biggie. That's huge. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's in a place that's on a high piece of, piece of high ground that they own that nobody can go after them for. And it's right over a, a major intersection on I-85 down there in Spartanburg. And they had a, so uh, about a 15 a minute of, long video. What's a lot that? of them are like minded, are they not? I mean, you don't have yeah. too many people that, that broke ranks, you know? No. The only, the only sad thing is I saw a lot of pro Trump stuff. <laughs> you know, they oh, haven't yeah, caught yeah. on to the fact that he's a mass murderer, but you know, I can understand <laughs> that. But, um, yeah. you know, but, we need more of Sarge. <laughs> we need, we need, we need more people like that to help save this country because otherwise, man, we're heading down. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's getting crazier and crazier as time goes on. Wow, we're out of time. <laughs> Man, we'll be back Tuesday. Same bad time, same bad channel. Take care of your body because it's the only place you have to live. And we'll see you then. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless. Take care. Unplugged.